morning and welcome at that time. Once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour wrapping up 2017. Uh, man, it's just flying by. It is Monday the 18th. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, the physical delivery of legal, lawful, constitutional tender. You know, something that is real, something that you can feel and touch, something that has been money for 5,000 years. Talking about gold and silver, 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. All American Gold is the website. I do apologize. Ramon, who updates the site, our website, uh, I know the news uh, is still from Friday. Ramon is unfortunately in the hospital. Um, he, he had to go to the hospital uh, last night, and and he's going to be fine. But let's have our prayers with him anyway, and I appreciate all of you that will do that for him in a speedy recovery. But just remember this. We're men. We're babies. <laughs> and, and I'm saying that, Joe, because I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, me and Jeremy, uh, who do – Jeremy, by the way, does the show when Ramon can't, uh, produces the show here in Phoenix, and we appreciate him being able to fill in for us. Uh, we both think he'll be okay, uh, and hopefully tomorrow – uh, when you wake up, we'll have a all new articles and videos. If not, that means uh, he still has some more recovery to do. But we believe it was just a little infection. Uh, you know, just you know, it's going around. It's it, it's actually you know, it's one of those times. Now it's so nice in Phoenix, especially you know from like 10 a.m. till about six, and then it gets. You know, it's a little colder after that. I actually had a a wear a jacket. I still have shorts on, but I wore a jacket to work this morning because at five o'clock in the morning, it's it's still pretty chilly. Uh, so a, a lot of it going around, but hopefully it'll be all right, and we'll get it back up and running for you there in no time. Uh, we appreciate all of your patience with that. Wendy brought in a holiday and uh, you know Christmas type cookies that we and her will probably be eating. Uh, I told you last week we're going to do the Christmas schedule. So on the and when we come back from break, I'll give you all the hours that we're going to be open and closed. And remember, it's holiday time now, and sometimes we're here, sometimes we're not. But always leave a message. We will definitely get back to you. Uh, we appreciate your understanding as a uh, I don't know that we're going to do a whole lot this Christmas. It's going to be a pretty low-key Christmas at our house. Wendy was so funny. Wendy was at a bunch of holiday parties because that's what you got to call them now. You got to call them holiday parties. Can't say Christmas party. That that doesn't work anymore. And somebody, one of the people there, and people just start talking, you know, and you're meeting. You know, a lot of times you go to these parties, you don't know a lot of people, so you just start chit-chatting and whatnot. And I asked her, I said, hey, did anybody talk about the tax cut? She goes, no. No. Bitcoin? No. No one talked about that either. She says, you know what's funny? I did have several realtors tell me how bad things were. And I think, I don't know, in Phoenix, real estate seems to be doing okay. 
I mean, it's not, we're not catching the world on fire, but it's not too bad. But apparently, maybe, what do I know? Home builder confidence, though. It was, and she said this. Wendy did not, did not know this. So when she got in, we got to talking, blah, blah, blah. And we had the home builder confidence had come out this morning. And it hit the highest level since 1999, which in itself tells you how ridiculous these confidence things are. Because, you know, you, you go back, you think about the housing markets of 03 and 04 and 05. <laughs> You're telling me that they're more confident today than when they had people. People in this time, if you remember here, people were driving out to the desert. There was nothing there. Maybe maybe the the, the land had been graded. Maybe there was the outline of where the streets were going to be. And there was a trailer with some flags. (laughs) Not even a model home. And people were putting money down to buy lots. They were spending the night and sleeping, you know, like uh, Black Friday or something. And somehow today, if you can believe it, they're more confident than ever. It was a uh, a November number, but still. I mean, they just raised rates again. Of course, what do they care? The tenure note actually went down. It didn't go up, so maybe uh, there is reason for optimism. But, yeah, it hit the highest level since 1999. And what was what, what's interesting about that is the University of Michigan, that's another one. That's the Consumer Sentiment Survey. Uh, and I don't know. I've never been called by the University of Michigan. Uh, nobody I know, and I've done this. Matter of fact, I think I did this for several different years. I used to come out and say, hey, anybody who's ever done the University of Michigan survey, just send me an email. Just send me an email saying, yeah, they, they called me and I did it. Nobody I know has ever done it. Nobody that's ever listened to the show that was willing to send me an email has ever done it. But apparently in that in that survey, and I don't know how they come up with it, they, they claim that for consumers, it's the worst time to buy a home since 2009. Go figure. Either way, we've got a gold rally and a silver rally and a stock rally. We'll talk all about it when we get back. Gold's up $9,1263. Silver's up, uh, let's call it a dozen, $16.10. The Dow's up big, too. They they think they got the vote. We're going to get the tax cut. 
the in, in John McCain's not going to be there, so they really must be confident. Uh, of course, today or tomorrow, I'm sorry, tomorrow it's the House, and, and they can lose a bunch of votes there in the House, which I think they may have some against, but not that many. Uh, and then the Senate, maybe by the end of the week, yeah. Could be uh, could be done by then. Uh, they were able to buy off Marco Rubio, and then Bob Corker was the last one. Uh, and you can read about it, but it sure seems like a pretty slimy deal on the Corker thing. The guy was claiming he didn't want to, you know, raise the debt. It, it's funny, you know, we used to be, when I say we, there is no we anymore. The Republicans used to be the, you know, they were the, we want to balance the budget. We don't want to blow up the deficit, guys. And and for a long time now, it's, we always said, listen, Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. They both want to spend more money. They just want to do it differently, right? The, the Democrats want to take it from the rich people, right, and give it to the poor people. The Republicans, right, they want to take it from, well, they, they want to pretend that they're giving it back to you while they're taking it away from you. That's really ultimately what this tax bill is. The only thing that's permanent in this tax legislation is the cut to corporate taxes. In 2025, all the tax cuts we get all go back. And I say that because I don't think for one second uh, the this tax package is going to be deficit neutral. Let's hope I'm wrong. Let's hope we get 6% GDP. I don't think that'll be enough. Maybe if we can get to 7 or 8, then it could possibly. Uh, but let's hope it gets close. I think, uh, I think it was George Will who wrote the article. Hey, if by some stroke of genius, and maybe, you know what, they're just smarter than I'm, which it could be because I'm not that smart. But if there is, you know, we get this great growth that they keep promising, and somehow this time around when we give corporations money, they're going to actually raise your, your pay. If that happens, people will forget. People will forget about what it's going to do to us long term, and they'll be happy with it. And if it doesn't, don't worry, because they're only temporary anyway. The the one thing, and it is funny, how do they get away with that? Well, we're going to make this part permanent, but not the rest. And, of course, at the end of the day, the part they made permanent uh, was going to be for the corporations. But uh, Corker now, by voting yes, allows John McCain to, to recover uh, as he's battling brain cancer. He actually won't be at the vote. Uh, unless they felt like they needed him, and I guess they were going to fly him in or something. Uh, you would think he'd be able to do it from his house now with the <laughs> with all of the technology, but, you know, then someone could hack him or something. I don't know. Uh, the Russians could get a hold of him. But Corker ended up voting yes on a, it was a pass-through real estate thing. And I say thing because I'm not all of that knowledgeable about it. Other than this is how this guy makes his money. Apparently, this is all he I, I use. He does a lot of real estate business. And the provision that they threw in at the last minute essentially is going to save him a couple million dollars a year in taxes. So, you know, 
you know, the guy's leaving, give himself a parting gift. Why not? Uh, that, that seems to be uh, all it took. And, and I know they did something with Marco Rubio with the child tax credits as well. And, and again, it's going to be the same for, for all of us. Depending on where you live depends on how well you do. The way I understand it, and of course, remember, we still got to, you know, pass the bill to see what's in it. But the way it seems to work is if you live in a state with high taxes, you're not going to do nearly as well is if you live in a state that doesn't have high taxes. And, uh, again, all of the tax cuts for the consumer expire in 2025 if the tax cuts don't pay for themselves. So uh, that appears to be uh, what what is happening. By the way, uh, the 10-year note unchanged at 236. Uh, the Dow's been up about 100. It's got as high, I think, as a 200 points, about up, up about 160 points. And then, of course, gold and silver also rallying. The dollar is weaker today uh, by about 20 or 30 basis points, 93 and change. This was out of zero hedge this morning. A few weeks ago, we expressed some level of astonishment that the rating agencies, okay, so we're talking about Booties and S&P and Fitch, the same rating agencies that were stamping AAA on the mortgages that people were lining up for in the desert to to get their uh, to pay their premium for their lot their lot premiums in their infinite wisdom they decided to bestow an investment grade rating uh, upon a new three billion dollar bond issuance from the city of Chicago right and I'm like what. Chicago is beyond broke, and yet here they got $3 billion worth of bonds, which for Chicago is not that much. But they got, a, uh, they got an investment-grade rating on the bond. This wouldn't be such a big deal. But for the fact that the state of Illinois is in a financial disaster that will undoubtedly be forced into bankruptcy at some point in the future, and, and my guess is maybe they can do, and they're a city so, or a state, I mean, so maybe 10, maybe 20 years, I mean, they'll have to give it all away, right? Sell all the rights to the roads and the electricity and everything. I don't know how they'll do it. They have a $150 billion funding gap on just of its public pensions. They have $16.4 billion being accrued in uh, back bills, right? That's their outstanding. These are bills that, that are already due that are late. And uh, just a couple of other things that, that they've got. I'm going to explain how it works. It seems as though Moody's may finally be waking up to the, to the farce that it's own municipal rating system, okay, so this is, right, 
all of these cities and all of these states, and we've been talking about this. No one wants to talk about it. Look at the Dow. The Dow's at almost 25,000. It's up. Someone said today that the Dow's up 5,000 points this year. Record. First time ever. Never happened before. I mean, that, it's a staggering amount. And yet all of these pensions are still losing money. They say that the process of seeking comments from market participants on proposed changes for states' general obligation credit rating, which would include an increased emphasis on debt and pension obligation. In other words, they don't even have this stuff in there. The rating, which is one notch above junk. Okay, so they, let's face it. They didn't give it AAA. But with all of the debt problems that are out there, you're telling me that you don't even pay attention to the outstanding debt and you don't pay attention to the pension liabilities. I mean, wouldn't it be great if they did the same for all of us? Ah, you know what? All right, so you haven't paid your bills in a while. Yeah, come on, we'll give you some money. Don't worry about it. Oh, you have all of these bills <laughs> that are coming due, all of these obligations. We're not going to count those either. It says all of these bond funds that have scooped up billions of dollars in, ready for this, 4% Illinois paper. That's what they pay. Ten-year notes at two, three, five, two, three, six, or you can load it to the state of Illinois and, and get four percent. Under the proposed changes, debt and pe- pension obligations would have a twenty-five percent weight on credit agencies. The individual state economy. Another factor in the ratings would also have a 25% rate. Governance, I don't know what government means, but government, government, governance will account for 20%. And again, I don't know what that means. And then finances is going to be the remaining 30. So... Pension, obligations, and debt, 25%. The state of the economy, now, and again, I don't know how that factors, how they're judging the state of the economy, but that's going to be 25%. So I guess, if hey, listen, if your debt's bad, then your pensions are bad, but the economy in your state's doing better, hey, you, you know, we'll offset each other a little bit. Governance, when you're thinking, this is, this is Illinois, Chicago, they're terrible. They can't even get budgets done. They go years without budgets. That's going to be 20%. By the way, that was 30%. They're taking it down to 20 And finances will be maintained at 30 And I guess my question for Moody's would be, okay, well, let's see. It's, it's Chicago. Uh, their debt and their pension obligations. I got to believe that was not good. <laughs> the economy in Chicago, I, 
I don't know. My brother who lives there, he lives and actually lives in a suburb uh, west of Chicago, tells me how everybody there hates it, right? Because they're one of those high-tax areas that's not going to do great. Governance, that couldn't have helped. And finances, I mean, the city of Chicago, remember, they did the parking meter deal. But according to the, I guess, the latest out of Moody's, they said that pension and debt factors is becoming more critical because the debt and pension obligations are primary long-term liabilities that the states now have. In other words, they, they were... You know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you're like, ah! It's kind of like Social Security. Well, the truck fund's not going to be empty until 2032 or 2033, so they tell you today. See, that's what they used to say about Illinois and Chicago and all of that. The problem is now, according, well, at least according to after this last one, this $3 billion where they got one notch above junk, Apparently, they're saying, okay, after that, that's it. We're going to hit you hard after that. Uh, the, the same thing, because it's now, right? And this is what I've been trying to tell everybody. This is why everyone's so worried about the debt, but they don't want to talk about it and, and why we need, we need 6%. This is how big these obligations really are. It's a, just another example of, of what the issues are and how far behind the rating agencies are in all of this and evaluating uh, the bonds and how, you know, the ability to be paid back and all of these other things. And remember, the pension plants don't have a printing press. Patriot Radio News Hour, well, how bad could it be, really? We'll be back right after the break. I'm laughing at Wendy. We're arguing about who's going to do the silver, uh, and I say that she is. But uh, right now, so just a quick update: we we we're getting everything out. We thought we had it all done. Arlene couldn't quite finish them all Friday. Uh, we we had a ton of the the dimes. All the big stuff went. So we just have dime rolls that are what uh, twenty five rolls. I got five people with 25 rolls. Yeah, so those are all going out today. So I'm in the back shipping room with my orange. And that'll be it. By the way, we're all caught up after that. Yay. And then everyone. She's got these bright orange gloves. Orange gloves because you don't want to touch the dimes. You just don't. Um, But I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year because I won't be back until January. Okay, so let's let's go over this. Let's go over this. So we are going to be closed next week. On Monday, right. which is the what? Chris, right, that's Christmas. Right, and then the 25th. You got to be closer to the mic. 25th and 26th. Right, so closed. Monday and Tuesday will be closed next Monday, Christmas Day, and then 
the day after Christmas, then the following week, because of the way the calendar works, New Year's Eve is is Sunday, right? Right? Yeah. Or is it Monday? I think it's Monday, but go check it out. But we'll be closed Monday and Tuesday and possibly Wednesday. Wendy's going to double-check here. So next week, we are closed both Monday and Tuesday. So if you you, you forgot and you called and you get the voice, just leave a message. When, when we return to work on Wednesday, uh, we'll return the call. And then the following week, which is New Year's. Yeah, Monday is New Year's Day. And then the first, and then Tuesday the second. Right, so we'll be closed Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, oh, so I won't be back for three weeks. Yes, you'll be gone, oh and, and you know what? Oh, my God. It's I like got... the stars aligned for me. No, I'm just kidding. I won't be back until the second week of Second January. week of January. Yeah, Wendy only works Monday and Tuesday. Right. I wonder if that's, you know. What? I really don't. Just funny how that worked out. It just worked out really, really well. So. Close Monday, Tuesday, and then Monday, Tuesday. Oh, but you're thinking possibly you're going to be closed. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think the the, the I was the the third was a possibility, but I think we'll be here on the third. So we'll definitely be closed on the first and the second. So the 25th and 26th of December. Right, but you said maybe the Wednesday, the 27th. You weren't sure. No, no, no. I, I we'll be here Wednesday. Uh, we'll here. I know we'll be here Wednesday, the 27th. And I'm positively, fingers crossed, Wednesday, which would be the yeah, third. third. Yeah, Wednesday right. the third. So Monday, Tuesday, and Monday, Tuesday for the next two weeks. Uh, 800-951-0592. I do have, and I don't, I've got, mm, let's call it 40-ish rolls of Silver Eagles. $390 a roll, which puts them at $2.88. Right now, uh, silver is now sixteen $2.88 over spot on U.S. Silver Eagles. And I remember, man, you know how many times in the last 10 years I paid a, way above that just to buy them? Uh, so $2.88 over spot. On U.S. Silver Eagles, 800-951-0592. Again, it's kind of setting up just the way we thought, which was we are going to hit bottom. You know, we never know, right? It's always... It's it's always a, a, a crapshoot with these Federal Reserve meetings. Are you going to hit bottom? You know, the, somewhere between the week before and the week after. This time around, it was before. Sometimes it's after. Uh, it just depends on the tone of the meeting. And the tone for this one was 7-2. to two. Remember, seven Fed governors voted for the rate hike. Two did not. And I told you that doesn't happen very often where you got these types of dissenters. So I did a little research. Do you know that from 1939... All the way to 1960, it never happened. We never had more than one dissenter in a Federal Reserve meeting. Uh, and then the, and the one for a lot of those years was the same guy. <laughs> there was like one guy voting no uh, several different times. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, uh, 
about 10 times during that, what is that, 21-year period, uh, the same the same guy accounted for like eight of those. Uh, then the 60s, the 60s and the early 60s, it was big. You could have up three, four dissenters uh, in the 60s, and the, well, at least in the early 60s, and then it didn't happen again, like in, from the... Like the mid seventies, all through the eighties, and through the the nineties, never happened. You never had more than one. Most of you had none. Uh, and then, right during the crash, one meeting during the crash, there was three, and they were all on the. They wanted to cut faster or, or do. More quantitative easing. You know, it was not on the tightening side; it was on the looser side. Uh, so that it really is rare, you know. And I don't recall a time. All and, and going back to the early '60s, and of course I wasn't alive then. I don't know that there was any. You know, maybe the the Kennedy assassination. I don't know, but there wasn't. You know, at least in what I'll say, non stressed periods of time, there's really never been dissenters, or there'd be one. You know, and that one would always seem to be the same guy over and over again. So last, so December's meeting was unusual uh, with the fact that there was two two dissenters out there, uh, and of course, uh, gold and silver. Matter of fact, silver's up almost, almost, uh, it's about 20 cents away from being up a dollar from its bottom. Uh, and gold is what uh, 35, 30, $35 to $40 uh, up from its bottom as well. Uh, U.S. Silver Eagles, $2.88 over spot. That would be, you know, volume discount, buying cases type of a price. Uh, $390 today at 800 951 Zero five nine two. Just to finish with this pension thing, there are now six states whose long-term liabilities exceed more than twenty percent of the total income of the of the state citizenry. By the way, uh, Illinois being the worst at twenty-eight and a half percent. Just think how bad. And this is my point. This is how much you'd have to raise taxes. Hey, we're going to take 28.5% of your income just to be able to pay the pension in just Illinois. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Nine five one zero five nine two U.S. Silver Eagles three hundred and ninety a roll of twenty, which puts it 
you know, below $3 over spot, uh, $2.88 over spot at 800-951-0592. To add to that, uh, this just hot off the press. Uh, We just bought uh, 25 uh, $20 gold pieces. And take those down to thirteen hundred bucks, which is forty, thirty, not even forty, thirty-seven dollars over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five and nine two. You can mix and match them. Uh, rolls of silver eagles at three ninety. Twenty dollars libs at thirteen hundred eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. How about this? This was a fascinating article out of Germany. Germany's central bank is serving as an example to central banks around the world when it comes to respecting gold reserves. And this was uh, Mark O'Brien was the guy that, that wrote the article. Respecting gold reserves and the public's knowledge of them. The Bundesbank has worked incredibly hard in recent years to be transparent in regard to its gold bullion reserves. Huh! What's changed? What's happened that all of a sudden the Bundesbank, in all of their kind-heartedness, would want to start providing proof of its gold reserves? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The second they started bringing the reserves home, right, they pulled their gold out of New York and out of London, and they even had some in France, and brought it back home. And now, all of a sudden, they are doing apparently a bang-up job in in being transparent in actually auditing their gold holding. There are two significant lessons to be learned here. I'm going to tell you what the first one is. It may not be in this article. First one is, well, let's make sure the gold's actually there by making them bring it back. And And the second is, Okay, as soon as we have it, let's let's prove to everybody that we really do. And, and I don't think it's by accident that most central banks don't. And we'll see. Here's and I'll finish the article, and then I'll tell you why the good part and what we're still waiting for. For central banks and and for individual investors, the first is. Central banks should be aware of the benefits of gold and how transparency would boost public confidence. It absolutely would. Listen, we all get it. We're not that dumb. Now, we may be naive, and we may not want to think about the future, but we get it, right? The paper money, the fiat money is going to go to zero. We know it's going to zero. We know that before it does, hopefully you'll have transitioned into something else, and we'll all try to be naive about it. But we want to see the goal. We do. 
right? We want to see you audit the gold because at the end of the day, whoever holds the gold makes the rules. The second, so the benefit of being transparent and public confidence, the second is investors should understand why the Bundesbank is so interesting, interested in protecting its gold bullion. Like I said, all of a sudden, Germany wanted it all back. Right? The Russians and the Chinese and India and, and all these other countries we've never heard of buying gold. I remember when I first started here. The European Union had this agreement where all of the countries, France and Germany and Belgium and Spain and Portugal and Italy and Switzerland, they had this agreement that they would only sell 500 metric tons of gold a year. And then they went down to 400 metric tons and then seemingly just went to zero. Right? Nobody sells anything anymore. But matter of fact, now central banks are just buying gold. Gold cannot be devalued as the euro, the dollar, the sterling, or any other fiat currency. It cannot be confiscated a la deposits in a bailing. Okay, so that obviously can be confiscated, but... Not the way they do things now, right? Hey, uh, we're going to close this bank for a little bit. Don't worry, though. We're just going to take a little bit of your money. It is extremely difficult to confiscate gold coins and bars if owned in allocated and segregated storage and safe vaults in in the safest jurisdictions in the world. And we could argue whether that's true or not. It is borderless money and acts as the ultimate reserve and safe haven in a portfolio. And they go on to talk about uh, the Bundesbank. Matter of fact, there's a, a picture of the gold bricks themselves. And I'm looking at them in this picture. This, this one picture says Germany repatriated 216 metric tons of gold in just 2016. Now, I don't know if the pallets there are the 216 metric tons or not, but it is fascinating. You can kind of see what they look like. And the one problem with this, I think it's a great start, but there's one more piece still missing. We'll talk about that next. Final segment already. Patriot Radio News Hour Panda flew by today. Uh, U.S. twenty dollar liberties, thirteen hundred bucks. U.S. Silver Eagles three ninety at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up nine twelve sixty three. Silver's up one was fourteen cents sixteen dollars and twelve cents. And we're talking about Germany. You know, they, they've taken four steps really. They need one more. 
The first one, remember back, this was, I want to say, like 2012 or 2013, they said, hey, this is where all the gold is. We got this much gold in New York and this much in London and this much in France. Then they, the, the next step was they, they actually told everybody when they got their gold, hey, the gold from New York is now here. The gold from England is now here. That was in 2014. In 2015, and I did not know this, the Bundesbank, which is the German Central Bank, commissioned a film on the transfer uh, and released that in 2015 where they were showing the gold. The fourth step, and this is something I wish we would do, they now have 270,000 gold bars which they actually publish with the the number, the stamp, if you will, of each and every bar. Now, the one thing that they didn't do and that I think needs to do is the one thing we don't know is if any of those bars are leased out. Do they loan it out to people? That's the that's kind of like the last requirement. But nonetheless, a very interesting development in how things are changing. And the fact of the matter is, uh, if if the German central bank thinks it's important enough, I think we're going to see a lot of other central banks following suit. And, and of course. You know, no matter what they do with fiat money or electronic money or any other thing else, if it's not backed by gold, it's always destined to be might go back to what? Nothing. That's why gold's been money for 5,000 years. Uh, when Ramon's back, I'll make sure that we get this up on the website, too, and I'll let you know uh, when we have it up there uh, because that way you guys can uh, read it for yourself, look at, look at the bars, and they're all, they all look brand new. Of course, you know, gold really doesn't corrode and all of that, but, but you know, Germany stored these bars, you know, in World War II, right? And remember, according to, if, you, if our mint directors are to be believed, I think it was Moy that claims that he was at Fort Knox, and I'm, I have no reason to doubt him. Of course, and he said all the bars there still have all the impurities. They're not good delivery bars. You could still make out a bunch of the coins, remember, because that was melted down from the last gold confiscation. Uh, Those don't look anything like that. Uh, So you decide, right? I mean, Germany had these bars probably for, what, 50, 100 years or longer and they look brand new. Of course, what does that tell you? Yeah, they that gold had gotten sold. Uh, U.S. twenty dollar gold piece is thirteen hundred bucks. U.S. silver eagles three ninety eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Everybody have a great rest of your Monday. It's gorgeous out there. The sun is out. We'll be back tomorrow.